Welcome, welcome. This is Cassandra Austin McDonald with the Grow Through It podcast, where I share my personal life experiences and the stories of others who have grown through life's ups and downs and came out on the other side. Listen in as you may become inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on the Grow Through It podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And this week, we're going to chat about how resentment stifles your results. Now, I have found that this is a topic that people either don't want to discuss or they are in complete denial about. And the reason I say that is because no one likes to admit when there is quote unquote, something wrong with them, right? There is this facade that has been perpetuated, especially, oh my gosh, (laughs) y'all, especially with social media. Like, okay, so social media is an amazing tool, right? We get to connect with people, people like myself who have a brand and a message. We get to connect with you all on um, a larger scale, and to be able to spread our message to keep you all encouraged and inspired. However, it also can have the flip side effects like anything in life, right? There's a good and there's a bad to anything in life. And what I have noticed, not just um, with interactions I've had with people individually or in group settings, but even on social media, particularly where there is like this facade, if you will, that's been perpetuated where people want to pretend like they have it all together. And I get it. You know, I get it. We've all been there, right? We don't want to come off like we're a damsel in distress or we don't want to come off like we have problems. But y'all, let's let's just keep it real. A part of the human experience is we're going to have problems. We're going to face challenges in life. And life is not always a bed of roses. And so that is particularly why I like to have the tough conversations here on the Growth Through It podcast, because I want to create space for those of you who may be going through a challenging time, or you may be in a space of self-discovery and you're recognizing how maybe you have been living a facade and you've swept some things under the rug for far too long and it's time to address it. And so I want this to be a space for you to know that that is okay. In fact, I actually encourage you to do that. And so when it comes to, you know, the topic of forgiveness and um, healing and dis- and resentment and bitterness and, and all those things, I have found that a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. And it's, it's for one or two reasons, like I said, they, they just simply don't want to discuss it or they're in denial about it. And what I find interesting is those who are in complete denial, right? Like they're just in complete denial. However, in my humble opinion, as uh, the professional here, it's oozing from their pores. I, I can see it. it. They they reek of bitterness. And I'm not saying that in a condescending way. I'm saying it in a very realistic way. Like it's just blatantly obvious to me. And it's my hope that through this information that I share here, that if anyone's listening to this and that's you, that you'll realize that you're holding yourself back. You guys, when we harbor resentments, bitterness, unforgiveness inside of ourselves, we are holding our own selves back. 
Okay, I know many of us have heard this this saying or this quote, but I'll 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 repeat it here where holding on to unforgiveness in your heart is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It does not serve you well. In fact, oftentimes people will do their due, they'll project their insecurities and their traumas onto you or they'll hurt you or they'll betray you or they'll offend you and then they move on with their life. They're going on about their business while you're left with the aftermath and you're sitting there hurt or in pain or having trust issues or whatever it is that you're dealing with while that individual is going on about their life. And what I want to encourage you to do is to not allow their wounds to become your wounds and to hold you back from living your very best life. I just shared this on social media the other day about not allowing bitterness to block your blessings. And I often give this analogy when I am either teaching a class or I'm coaching with a client, I clench my hands and I create a fist. And so if you can imagine, I have my hands, they're clenched as two fists and I, and I explain to them the analogy of if you are holding on to past hurts, past resentments, um, you're, you're holding on to what someone else has done to you. And it was a painful experience. What is happening is um, you are now creating a block, a wall. It's, it's impossible for you to receive what you desire. And so if you can imagine your, your hands are clenched, right? And... I'm a God girl. That's my faith. And so uh, bear with me here with this analogy. But God's trying to bless you and your hands are clenched. And God's saying, open your hands. I want to give you something. And you're holding on. You're saying, oh, no, but they did this to me and they did that to me and blah, 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 whatever it is that you're saying. Right. And you can't receive because you won't even open up to allow yourself to receive. Here's another perspective here. Say, for instance, you have been extremely wounded in your intimate relationships, in your love life, and you have reached a point where uh, maybe you're single and you're desiring a life partner or a soul partner, as I call it, and you have not released unforgiveness or resentments in your heart. You have what I call the Great Wall of China up. And so no one could get in, right, because you have not released what is within you. And so you create like this barricade, if you will. You make it merely impossible to receive love or to receive what it is that you desire because you have all this stuff inside of you that you need to release and let go of. And so when you hold on a bit bitterness, you're literally blocking your own blessings. And what really helped me to put this into perspective was when I started my journey many years ago, many of you know, um, and if you don't know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always sharing about some painful, traumatic, in fact, experiences that I've had. And um, rightfully so, someone that had experienced those things that I did would be bitter, resentful, harbor a lot of unforgiveness in their heart, um, feel like it's them against the world. That was my mentality for a very long time. And what I discovered was that was holding me back from having the relationships I desired from having the life, you know, that I desired. And so I had to release that I had to let go of those painful experiences. Now, it doesn't mean that the memory 
vanishes and disappears and goes away. And I want to make sure that I highlight that because oftentimes when I'm working with clients, they will share with me that when they're in the process of releasing and uh, forgiving, that they feel like a burden has been released. Like they can just physically feel in their body something has changed. However, the memory is still there. And they'll ask me about that. Like, does that mean I haven't forgiven? Does that mean I haven't let go? And what I like to say is, you know, you forgiving when you, you genuinely may wish that person well, doesn't mean that you're letting them back in your life. Okay. It is perfectly okay to forgive and to say, this is where the boat stops. You know, you don't have to let someone back into your life just because you forgave them. And I want to make sure I make that clear too, because that is another misconception that people have is that forgiveness means that you forgive and let them back into your life. I, in fact, had that perception earlier in my journey, and I was letting people in my life who committed egregious acts of betrayal against me. And what I did was I opened the door for them to hurt me again. As our dear late ancestor Maya Angelou said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, right? And so when people commit certain egregious acts, acts of betrayal, things like that, they are revealing to you who they are. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you forgive them, let them back in your life. This is where I caution you to use discernment (laughs) and to pray, if you will, about that experience and that person being back in your life. But I really just want to encourage you to forgive so that you have the peace. And, And really, that's what forgiveness is all about. It's about you giving yourself that peace back, that joy back, and basically reclaiming your power. And so I want to go back to what I was saying with the memories. I'll have clients share with me like, well, I still have the memory. And that is perfectly normal. You know, our brains are wired in such a way where you're you're going to have memories. But the goal here is to detach the memory from the feeling. Okay, look at it this way. We want to feel good as humans right? Just think about it. We desire to feel good. So we seek out experiences. Some people seek out material possessions or objects or relationships or what have you to feel good. And so when you do not feel good, it's typically when people go searching outside of themselves for something, a person, place, or thing to feel good. And so the the point of forgiveness is to detach from the emotional impact that that experience had on you, okay? What really helped me to put that into perspective and to let go of the emotional impact of somebody else's hurtful behavior is after I read The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz several years ago. You guys, that book shifted the game for me. It really did. And and there's some passages in a chapter particularly in the book on do not take anything personally, where the author talks about how what other people do to us is a reflection on them. And that when we take it personally, we are agreeing with them. And so, for instance, if someone says something very hurtful to you, maybe they, um, I'm just trying to think of an example here. Maybe they say, um, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. And you take it personally to the point where like it just emotionally, it hurts you. It, 
may be even a traumatic moment for you for whatever reason. In that moment, what the author is saying is that if you allow what that person said to you to impact you on a very deep emotional, psychological level, it's because it's somewhere deep inside of you, you actually agree with them. So if you do not agree with them, right? If you know, well, no, I'm not. I'm a good person. I have a good heart. Then that comment may not have as big of an emotional, psychological impact on you because you don't agree with them. Okay, so that's just an example there. That actually helped me to put things into perspective as it relates to uh, releasing resentment, being bitter and not, or being better rather than being bitter and uh, learning how to truly forgive and let go was because I had to examine why was the other person doing what they are doing. Now, I don't recommend going down that rabbit hole in every situation, right? Because th- sometimes there is just no justification for why people do what they do. But what that book did and that chapter in particularly did for me was it gave me perspective and insight in that what other people do has absolutely nothing to do with me, that nine times out of 10 people are acting out their own traumas and unless they heal from their traumas or they address their insecurities and things like that, then they go around hurting other people. That's why we often hear the saying, hurt people hurt other people. And being able to put that into perspective really helped me with learning how to forgive and let go quicker, sooner, faster, so that I was not walking around bitter, resentful, and wounded. And when you're walking around like that, Typically, what you're doing is you're mentally rehearsing the hurtful experience, which in the psychology world is called rumination. Rumination is where you have this reoccurring thought pattern or theme mentally, and you're just thinking about it over and over and over and over and over again. And when you are having a thought, your thought creates a feeling. And then that feeling is what dictates your behavior or your action. And so if you are rehearsing or you're ruminating on a thir- on a hurtful experience, what you're doing is you're recreating that trauma in your mind, which means you're going to feel the pain again, right? It's like you're re-traumatizing yourself. And then what happens is, is you're, you may either go out into the world and hurt other people because you're hurt or you may be creating stress or dis-ease in the body. And it may show up in the form of depression or anxiety or all sorts of things. There have, there have also been studies shown of people who had deep, deep resentment and had very severe health issues all the way down to cancer. And as a result of letting resentment go, they were able to f- experience physical healing in their bodies. And so you guys, this is how far of an impact holding on to resentment can have on you and in your life. It is a very toxic emotion to harbor inside of you. And I want to make sure that I emphasize that because I realized that a lot of the childhood trauma I experienced was because I was dealing with parents who had been wounded and they were acting out their traumas. And then I also experienced relationships where the same was happening and and so on and so forth. And recently I was um, sharing on a live, actually a few days ago, after watching uh, one of the Red Table Talks episodes on 
toxic mean girl culture and performative sisterhood. And although that particular episode wasn't necessarily about this topic that I'm talking about, some of my takeaways from that episode kind of illuminated some things for me personally about resentment stifling your results. And I went live and I shared about my story in dealing with mean girls and dealing with um, toxic women and dealing with women who were acting out performatively for sisterhood, but they were not being genuine sisters. And so when I started to talk and share about my experiences on that live, and then I reflected, I started thinking about you know, how I was going through even a season of my life where I was feeling like I didn't have real friends. I didn't have the sisterhoods that I desired. And I, and I realized it was because I was harboring resentments toward women who had, who had done some egregious things toward me and against me. Serious acts of betrayal. And what happened is I had serious trust issues against other women. And it took a while for me to come to terms with that and to release that and let it go so that I could actually create space in my life to invite genuine friendships and sisterhood into my life. And I'm grateful and blessed to say that uh, I have that in my life now. However, uh, it took that awareness for me to be able to be honest with myself to say that I was the one holding me back from having those friendships and sisterhoods I desired. Okay. And it wasn't just enough for me to have a good heart and to be a genuine, authentic person. I also had to release the resentment caused by those experiences I had with other women who were not genuine and authentic. And they were actually acting out their own wounds and traumas. And so by doing so, what I did is I opened up and created space in my life to be able to wholeheartedly have genuine friendships and sisterhood. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I have worked with so many women who are either afraid to date again, because they're afraid they're going to get hurt again. So they have extreme trust issues with intimate relationships. I have coached women who are also in a long term relationship. However, something has happened in that relationship and it's created a block in that partnership where they're struggling to move forward and create intimacy again in their relationship. And what I have discovered, you guys, is resentment is the root. Resentment is the root. And when you do not resolve resentment, it will stifle your desired results. And so If I don't drive any other point home on this particular episode, what I want to encourage you all to do is to examine the painful experiences that you've had in your life, the emotional impact that it has had on you, and be honest with yourself, are you still holding on psychologically, emotionally, or spiritually? Be real with you. I often say you can lie to your mama, you can lie to me, but you cannot lie to yourself. And there's a scripture that says you will know them by their fruit. Your fruit being the results in your life, being um, things that you desire coming into fruition will be a determining factor if you are releasing resentment. So 
it's time to release the facades. It's time to release the ego. It's time to release the image of I have it all together. My life is perfect. And let's get down to the nitty gritty of getting real with what's going on with the heart of the matter. There are a lot of people in the world who are wounded little girls and boys. And and if you go back a couple of episodes, I talked about healing the inner child. And when you don't do that type of work, what you find is a lot of grown people, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds who are age wise that age, but on a mental, emotional, spiritual level, they are still stuck at the place where the wound occurred. And I just want you to take a moment and examine, go within and examine, are you holding on to anything? With no judgment, give yourself grace and also celebrate the fact that you are willing to do that. Because not many are willing. I'm telling you, a lot of people are walking around faking the funk. And I can see it. It's a part of my spiritual giftings. Um, I can see things. I can feel things. And it just really breaks my heart when I see people pretending and faking. Because I know that, for one, they're fooling people which means somebody may get hurt from that. When we are not healed, when we are harboring things inside of ourselves, it's not long before someone else becomes either victimized or hurt or what's going on within you is projected onto someone else. And that is how this cycle is perpetuated. And the way that we reduce the cycle and I mean miraculously end it if you will is by doing this type of work and being honest with ourselves and going within and seeing am I holding on to something is there something I need to let go of so with that being said if you find yourself in a space where you realize that you do need to release some things you do need to let go of some things you're not quite sure on how to do that, I want to invite you to connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call. The link will be included in the show notes. Uh, I actually do forgiveness work in my practice, and there's a very specific technique that I use with my clients uh, and my students who have taken any of my classes, and it's been pretty effective. And so I invite you to connect with me, and let's explore an opportunity and us working one-on-one together to see how I can support you in getting you to the other side. Until next time, make sure that you like, leave a review, and share what were some of your takeaways during this episode, and I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.cassandraaustin.com.